Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Sunday, February 14th, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of a little bit of NBA uh, rumors. Not rumors. What am I saying? NBA More... news. We're just going to talk about the NBA. How about that? Yeah. Always a good time. That sounds good to me. Um, it's been a little over a week since we talked about the NBA, so we've got... Kind of a bit to get into. A lot has happened, as expected, in the NBA. Um, I don't know about you. I have a bunch of things written down let's, about let's, let's run down what let's has run happened uh, chronologically since then. So, um, about 10 days ago, Kelly Oubre dropped 40 on the Mavs. Um, I know you're... He's still, uh, he's still terrible, don't worry. I know you're... Um, not a fan of Kelly. Not Ray. a fan of that, but as somebody who, uh, you know, who made that pick as the uh, sixth man of the year, even though he's not even the sixth man. We yeah. Like also, that. he was—he's not going to win anything of the year at this rate. <laughs> no, but Kelly Oubre going for forty. I mean, that is tough. It's a tough scene if you're the Mavs. Um, yeah. Mavs in general are just a tough look. Hey, right now. let's get into that really quick. As a Knicks fan, I am. Yeah, I know you're just. Loving, tears right loving <laughs> this. I mean, that pick is just getting better and better. I now, mean, I don't think it's ever going to get to the point that that pick no. is really anything too insane. And I, let's, I just don't see them dropping below this. But and let's be still. completely honest: the Mavs are not going to finish that low. I mean, they are going to—they're going to hit a run at some point, and they're going to finish yeah. much I mean, higher they're, than they're, they are. They're but a, they're a game out of the playoffs right now. I still think they're going to finish in the playoffs. Yes. And, uh, but, but right now as a Knicks fan, I'm going to enjoy the fact that we have momentarily won that trade <laughs> just for a brief moment. We have won I think, that trade. I think that trade is honestly a win for, for both of you though, because, and here's the, the issue with the Mavs is Porzingis is just not healthy mm-hmm. a lot, he right? And, and we keep, we keep reiterating this. It's kind of like broken record. Right, and and we know that when he is healthy, I mean, he's an elite big man in the NBA, and anybody who who doubts that is just a hater at this point. But it's just that he can't. Yeah, but when you play healthy. six games yeah, a year, exactly. he how much value do you really bring? And the other thing is that you see, I mean, Luca is is really trying to carry this team all by himself. I mean, yeah, his stats are fantastic, even though the record is is poor. But it's just because yeah. you know. And the thing is, even though his shooting numbers aren't great, it's because he's attempting such difficult shots because. Again, he's trying to like just kind of carry them. He's by kind himself. of one man banding it. Yeah, and it's just even with Porzingis, I just think that if you could guarantee me that Porzingis would play all the time, I'd be like, okay, like that's a that's a good two man combo. Yeah, but right, Porzingis, but that's not a guarantee. That doesn't happen. Right? That yeah, doesn't it, happen. Exactly, and the thing is, where do you go from here? And I think I mean we're gonna talk about this a little bit later when we talk about Andre Drummond, but. What what do they need? I mean, it's you don't need another ball handler. No, you need Luka's a wing already, shooter. You, yeah, you need a need, wing shooter. You just need to surround Luca with shooters, and a big man that is a rebounder that you know, not Porzingis type yeah. of rebounder, right? Yeah. Uh, like a big man, like a Drummond type big man, 
that is just going to play every game, get 20 boards, and that's, you know, that's all he's going to do. I, I also think that Porzingis, when he is healthy, is more naturally at the four. Right? Well, yeah, because he is a he can he shoot, shoot and he likes to shoot. Yeah, and also defensively, he's a good shot blocker, but he's more of a weak side blocker. He's not really the you know go bear kind of face up a dude and block him. Mm. So I I think I mean again we're gonna talk more about Andre Drummond in a minute, but I think that the Mavs definitely do have to make a move because it's clear that this isn't the recipe. But it's also it's not that they're that far away, right? I mean they're hanging with teams. It's just that they can't seem to get those wins. Right? Yeah. Uh, also, in, in let's not get uh, too far off in this game where Ubre goes for 40. The Mavs lost that game. Warriors won. That was also the game Damian Lee called Luka Doncic a uh, little boy. And I just, I have so many questions. Yeah, also, who is Damian Lee? <laughs> I kind of had a feeling that was your first question, See, but I'm, I was just kinda, like... I'm, I, I don't understand all these like role players talk, to, talking junk to these like elite NBA guys. It's well, like, I just like... I, Pat McAfee was literally talking about this on his, on his podcast the other day, and I can't agree more. He's like, there are certain positions, there are certain types of players, there are certain players that you have to have some self-awareness when you're, when you're talking smack, yeah. right? Like, if you're Damian Lee, I have no issue with you talking smack, right, in general to the Mavs, because, you know, you hit, like, you hit a hard dunk on them, or you block somebody, right? But, like, Let's let's take a step back and realize, hmm, Luka Doncic is a generational type player, right? Who might win MVP? Who like. is who is just a lot better than me? Yeah, I blocked him once. Yeah, I dunked on him. But like, let's not let's not go out here and call him a little boy because Luka. Like, want him to come back also, down the court and just there's a, well, there's also a very high probability like, that Luka is also you know going for a triple double against you or you know putting up putting up points. That's just like I was just so just amazed that. Wow, Damian Lee truly said that. Also, I, 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 I think it's funny because so Luca is not also known as a guy who talks junk to other people. He's a pretty quiet guy. So it's like, why are you instigating? Do you want him to come back down the court and torch you? Like, but also like, he will. Damian, also, like Damian Lee. Lee. Do you like, not realize that you are you and he is he? Like, to, use, to use your former teammates, uh, to use your, well, your currently injured teammates quote against you. How about you just worry about staying in the league, Damian <laughs> Lee? Like, worry about getting that next contract. Like, then we can talk about Luka Doncic. Since when, Doncic did Damian, since when did Damian Lee become the tough guy in this league? But it's like, oh, man, it's Rodney it's, it's McGruder just, all over it's just, again. It's, it's just that, again. <laughs> it's just like, why? 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 Also, it's not like the Warriors like the number one seed in the NBA, so it's like you're you're barely better than them, right? Like, uh, next thing on the list, uh, Nikola Vukovic, career high forty two points versus the Bulls. Yeah, uh, I feel really Vukovic, bad for that dude. He's Vukovic he's always is, been good. I know he's on the he magic. he is honestly like the type of player that if I were a playoff team, I why yeah. not trade for him? Because because guess what, the Magic probably won't ask for that much for him because he's like, Probably I don't want to say he's getting though. old, but I mean. He is at his peak right now, right? So, I don't know. What do you think? Like two picks for for a Vukovic? I mean, I don't. Yeah, two, I don't even know what you'd ask for for him. But like, he's the type of player that if you're a playoff team, right? He's very good offensively, right? He rebounds well. I mean, he's a solid big man all around. He's not the best defender, but he's not a bad defender either way. And he's not. I mean, since when have you ever heard Nikola Vukovic's name? Right in any sort of drama or no. 
anything like that, right? Like, I he's just, he's just, like, one of those guys that just kind of just goes out every game and quietly has 20 points and 10 boards. Yeah, like, I think he, it's, 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 I remember we would always be joking about this, and to be honest, I know Vukovic more from 2K, right, than playing with him in the action, because he's actually very good, and He's just kind of become one of these guys that's buried on a random team. Well, he's been on and the he, Magic his whole career, which yeah, and he have been bad his at whole the career. wrong time. He signed that extension at the wrong time, right? Because of the whole restricted free agency thing. Like he's just been stuck on this really, really bad team. And it's the the Magic haven't even been exciting bad. They've just been bad. And it's also they're a small well, market. Yeah, general, and they've so been they extremely mediocre. Anyways. Yeah, and it's just like he's another one of these. I mean, Aaron Gordon a little bit also, right? But at least Aaron Gordon has the dunk contest and other stuff to make. But these two guys have kind of been buried mm-hmm. on this like very very bad Magic team, and these are they're good NBA players. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're like superstars, but I mean, you could argue they're top 15 at their position easily, and nobody would get mad at you. Yeah, I would agree and, and with these, that. And these are guys like if if I'm, we just talked about the Mavs, but if I'm let's say like the Mavs. I want one of them. Heck, if yeah, I Vukovic is the type of player. Vukovic is the type of player that the Mavs would love. I mean, that he or would fit Blazers, well with the Mavs. Right? I mean, even the Blazers. I'm looking up his stats right now. So he's I mean, he's he's player. averaging he's averaging 24 points on 50% shooting. Yeah. 43% from three, and 11 and a half boards and four that's assists per game. That's unbelievable, dude. Why are more people not talking about this? This is elite. This is elite. <laughs> yeah, so he had his career high against the Bulls last week. 43. And then he put up 40. To Joe Embiid. And then he... Out of curiosity, compare that to Joe Embiid. Embiid? Out, out of just pure curiosity, yeah. Uh, and, Well, Vukovic also had 42 two nights ago on 17 of 22, <laughs> shooting 6 of 8 from 3 he's with elite, 9 boards, dude, 4 elite. assists, and 2 steals. Wait, why, why is, is nobody talking about Why is nobody guy? talking about Vukovic for, like, MVP? Like, what? <laughs> Wait, oh, because he's what? I know. I'm kidding. Uh, wow. So Joel Embiid's stats on the season, just to compare. I mean, he's averaging 29, almost 30 points a game on 54% shooting, 40 from three, 11 rebounds, less assists, about three, uh, a steal, and a block a game. So They're, Embiid's okay, stats so are still better, simi- but, yeah, but, but similar, I mean, you right? can get Vukovic for a whole lot less. I guarantee it. Yeah. It's like, okay, he makes... Right, he makes a good amount of money, but he's not making forty million, right? I mean, he's making twenty-eight million, which, which for a guy like who's that good, you take it, right? You take it. Especially, you want to know who drafted Vukovic? <laughs> who, who? Take a guess. Like which team? Before yeah. They, like, I have no idea. Like the Warriors, I don't know. No, Sixers. What Philly? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which is you know. I, Ironic. Which is all ironic, comes first. Right? All comes first. Was this like in circle. the ta- in the middle of the tanking era where they were? This 2011. So yeah, yeah, it was it was around then. Um. Anyway, I wanted to shout I mean, out Nikola Vukovic, Vukovic because. And I think that they're like even you, like teams like the Warriors. From the Warriors, I'm looking at this guy, right? Again, dude, super efficient, which is what you want. You can play Draymond then at the four next to him. Get one of those two terrible wings off the court. Right, you can bring Wiseman off the bench because he's probably still not ready to be a full time mm-hmm. starter on on a play. Well, and team. also off the bench, I mean, he'll be that energizer kind of guy. Yeah, and and I mean, he's already proven that he's been he's been better than expected this season. I mean, if you put him off the bench, I would just, I would imagine James Wiseman would be better than a lot of second unit big men in the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Already. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And he's and he's and he's only getting better, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Absolutely, and he's only gonna get better, you know, with Draymond as his like mentor, right? Defensive the veteran tutor. mentor. Yeah, and as then much obviously as we meme on Draymond, elite defensive player. So. Well, and also, I mean, he is a smart basketball player. Let's. Yeah. He may be a a wild Some human being, wild <laughs> human being off the court, but he is a he is a very, very high IQ player. basketball player. He knows what he's talking about. Um, another career high last week, Lamelo career high of thirty four against the Jazz. And and I I was completely wrong about the Hornets. They they are a solid basketball team, right? Yeah, we we've talked well, it's, about it's this. It's a combination of each time. And, and Hayward that are just they're yeah. But well. also, I mean, Devonte Graham's still good. Miles Bridges yeah. is having you know highlight dunks every night. Terry Rozier just dropped forty one the other night. I mean, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of exciting. They're kind of exciting. Lamelo career high thirty four. That's only going to go up the more his minutes go up. Yeah, against the Jazz, who dip, but it's not that bad. Against the Jazz, who let's take a moment to talk about the Jazz because they are the best team in the NBA right now, twenty-two and five. They are nine and one in their last ten. They're on a seven-game winning streak, and I think they've won like I might be mistaken, but I think it's seventeen of their last eighteen games. So they're just yeah, they're wild. completely on fire right now. Um, and like I wouldn't even say Donovan Mitchell's putting up, obs, you know absurd he's up good numbers yeah but he's, he's not, not you know putting, putting up 40 30. every night yeah Jonathan Mitchell's last five games 30 27 36 26 and 26 right and he's he hasn't good, even been but... shooting well in no. four of the three of those five games that they're, team is also just so good defensively they're though. so Joe Ingles sound all so around underrated Ingles Conley Gobert I mean the whole team is pretty under understated yeah. but they are very good and clearly. I mean Let's not forget Bo- Boyan Bogdanovic, man. I've always been talking about this guy. This guy also doesn't get talked about enough. Shoots over 40% from three, right? Shoots well from the field. He plays pretty solid defense. Gets his rebounds, gets his assists. And nobody talks about this guy. It's like he can still go for 30 any night if you want him to. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging, pass. what, 16, 16, 4, and 2 on yeah, 41% shooting from three. Yeah, I mean, exactly what you want. That is. It's a good way to win win games. Is it's also that a team, wing it's, player it's, like it's him. A bunch of, it's a bunch of guys who they might not get twenty five every night, but any one of them can go for twenty five on any night, right? I mean, well, they're that's consistent kind of what the whole too. Point is. I mean, they're pretty reliable. They have a lot of reliable players, I would say. Yeah, and and Clarkson Ingles off the bench is just. So and nice. even though they even though they they have this insane record, I feel like they're still not being talked about as much as. They no, I think be. also because a lot of them. I mean. To be fair, a little bit me included. A lot of people think that they're kind of a regular season team. Kind of like I, yeah, I, that's fair. But if you go if you go twenty two and five, I mean that. Oh that, no, you should be talking. That about demands it. discussion. Um, yeah. uh, another team we've talked a lot about the Bulls. Uh, Patrick Williams became the youngest Bull to score twenty plus points in a game, which is kind of shocking considering. Didn't I? I Matt, picked him as like Michael, a sleeper rookie, didn't I? Yeah. I mean, considering Michael Jordan played for that franchise to be the youngest player to score twenty plus in the game is pretty wild to yeah. me. But uh, that team is so like just fun. I mean, they so fun. We knew they'd lose a bunch of games. I mean, they're ten and fifteen, which yeah, but I mean, isn't even all close, that bad for a team that's losing, they're ex- them close. yeah, but for a team that's extremely young, yeah. Uh, I mean, ten and fifteen is a pretty yeah. decent record, if you ask and, me. And, and it's it's nice to see Markkinen kind of having a resurgence because last year he was kind of eh. But like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been really injured on and off a lot yeah. since he came into the league. Um, 
but everyone knows he's still a very good player. I don't think anyone's saying Laurie Markkinen's yeah. like a, a buster, you know, you know not as good as he doesn't you. get talked about enough. And, and I've been defending this guy, and I really wish that the Celtics had kind of traded for Miles Turner, man, defensive oh, player. Oh yeah, year, he I mean, probably should be. we've heard you sing his praises I, on this podcast before. I love Miles Turner, man. He well, he's a modern so big man. Good. He's a great shot blocker. He's averaging like what four blocks a game? I know Th- three and a half. Excuse me. How excuse me. Bending that is. I mean, you that's that's he's that. averaging almost a full block more than Rudy Gobert. He's like a <laughs> per multiple game. time defensive player of the year, dude. And he can shoot. So. And the thing is, it's not even the shots that he blocks. He just anchors that defense so well. He's so switchable. That whole team is so switchable. Hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're up near the top of the league in terms of like overall defensive rating. They're uh, Pacers so are one of the better defensive teams in the league, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, another thing, next thing on my list, uh, Jokic career high fifty points in loss to the Kings. Jokic he had an absurd in that in that game. He had I can't remember exactly how many at half, like twenty three points at halftime or something like that. Yeah, he was fifty points on twenty of thirty three shooting. Three of six from the field, or from three, excuse me. Eight rebounds, twelve assists, and he's still averaging nearly a triple double. He's he's at nine assists, eleven boards, twenty seven points per game. (laughs) May I remind you, this is a center. This is a center. A two hundred and eighty four pound center. And it did like let's add that detail too. He crossed like some small forward like out of his shoes completely. It was unbelievable. I can't remember. Maybe it was against the Thunder. I can't remember. He crossed some like some small forward who came out to the perimeter to guard him. He just crossed him utterly. I love I love Jokic. Truly, he's, watching Nikola Jokic so, mixtapes is so entertaining. He's so unhateable though. I mean, he oh, had yeah. that LeBron quote the other day where they were like, "Oh, do you see any similarities on uh, like between him and LeBron?" He's like, "Athleticism, <laughs> quickness. I don't know if he can jump as high as me." I I love the fact that he is self-deprecate like. He's self-deprecating, and he's right? he's, I mean, he's like, self-aware. That makes him a lot more likable, um, you know, than than some other players. But he he's having an absurd 57% year. Fifty-seven percent from the field and almost forty percent from three. Like, and and the Nuggets, so the Nuggets, we talked about how they're kind of s- slow to start. I mean, they're they're working their way back up the standings now. They're at seven seed, fourteen, eleven. They're going to finish a lot higher than that. I think they're going. I still think they're going to finish. When all said and done, no lower than four, right? It's gonna be three or four, if you ask me. Yeah. yeah. Um. I still, I would take them basically over any team in the West, except for the Lakers and the Clippers, Lakers, Clippers, right? On paper, at least. I agree with that. Um. I, I think that they're also a team that could look to to add one more. Especially because, like, they're gonna look at the year that Jokic is having, and I mean, we know Jamal Murray's an animal, right? That's obvious. Mm-hmm. But they're going to look at that team and be like, man, that is – it's not a major piece. Like, I'm not going to say go out and get Bradley Beal. Like, that's dumb. That's not Well, that happen. would but, deplete their entire franchise. Yeah, but it's 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 a thing where it's like a, a guy almost – like an Aaron Gordon type, right? I mean, obviously not Aaron Gordon himself because he gets paid a lot. But somebody like that, like a good third option wing player who can, you know, pick up one of the opposite team's better players on defense and not get totally cooked – can hit a three every now and then. Because their problem isn't shooting. They actually shoot well from mm-hmm. three. But it's just a volume thing. Like a guy who can hit a couple of threes. And, you know, maybe another guy who can take a guy one-on-one in ISO a little bit. Because obviously we know that that team, kind of like the Bucks, is structured a little bit differently with ball handling because they have, you know, their Jokic, big guy right? the ball handling. But just a guy who can, you know, break his man down off the crossover, kind of get to the rack, get to the free throw line. Just another slasher 
shooter kind of wing player, I think they would be in contention for the best team in the NBA at that point. I would I would agree with that. Um, another monster stat line, Steph Curry, 57 points with 11 threes. Uh, but they lost to the Mavericks. And in that game, Luka had 42-7 and 11. So... Yeah, I, I, I again, I still play. think I still yeah, think sure. Steph is is gonna win the MVP this year. I mean, he's averaging thirty points, and we talked about how oh the Warriors watched a slow start. I mean, they're above five hundred now. I think they're gonna and they're above five hundred with what on their team? Like, well, and I, I think there's they nobody's. still have, I still think they haven't hit their stride yet. I still think they're gonna go on a run and finish higher. You know, yeah, as bad as farther over and Kelly Oubre are, they're not this bad. No, as bad as they are, we're comparing. That's compared to other, you know, superstars or top tier talent. Yeah, exactly. They're still better than two thirds of the NBA. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, um, no doubt. I think the the problem. I think, and this is gonna sound ironic because both of these teams like Hallmark has kind of been depth. The problem for the Warriors is kind of similar to the problem for the for the Celtics a little bit. It's like, what do you do after those like first three guys? Mm-hmm. And obviously, the first three guys of the Celtics are are better aside of Steph, just because the two and three on the Warriors are kind of eh. But the problem for the for the Celtics is kind of like when one of those three guys is out, like you see, we've had Brown out, we've had Tatum out. It's mm-hmm. just kind of we don't have. And I mean, the resurgence of Carson Edwards is nice, right? Obviously, Langford is out, so Carson's been getting a lot Shout more minutes out. than normally. Shout out. But it's just a problem on the wing beyond those two guys. It's when you're subbing, it's kind of like, ah, oh, man, we're losing a lot, both offensively and defensively, right? And, and you kind of see that we dropped the game to the Pistons, which is upsetting. But I mean, you know. Steph's you look at the bench. You look at the bench, right? Okay, the starting lineup was Pritchard, Brown, Tice, Alege, and, and Tatum. And then you look at, like, on the bench, it was a whole lot of nothing. Right? <laughs> I mean, just a whole lot of, of not a lot. And as much as it's disappointing me, the Tristan Thompson experiment is not working out, which is disappointing. But well, I'm I'm just gonna for Andre Drummond. I'm just gonna read yeah. you off some some Steph's stats this season. Read me some Steph's he's, stats. He's he's averaging 34 minutes a game, 30 points, 50 percent shooting, 53 sorry 43 percent shooting from three, five and a half boards, six assists, one steal per game. His last five games: 57, 32, 32, 40, and 27 points. Caring, he's caring. He is. I, I, I'm is glad he's. Now. I'm glad he's back because the NBA is. The NBA more, is better with. It's more fun to Steph watch when Steph Curry is playing because he is. I mean, everybody's. Like, oh, he's a great shooter. He's a great shooter. No, Steph's on a well, but that. no, but I'm just saying Steph's on another level of shooting. I mean, it's, it's, it's just mind-boggling. And it's also he's a better slasher than people give him credit for. He gets <laughs> to the hoop when he wants to, like. If he doesn't get to the hoop, it's because he's getting crushed at the, at the dotted line. And he's going to the free throw line. Where surprise, surprise, he hits like ninety some percent of his free throws. So might as well just give him the two points right there. No, honestly, there are very few things in 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 NBA like discussion circles that irritate me more than Steph Curry haters. Like, remember a couple years ago when it was a debate: is, is Steph Curry better than Russell Westbrook? It's like, yeah, who who was arguing against that? <laughs> no, Steph is. Steph could retire now, and he would be one of my five greatest point guards of all time, easily, mm-hmm. easily, without even a doubt. He's already passed Chris Paul, in my opinion, right? I mean, you're, he's up there. You're talking like him, Big O, Stockton, Magic, and that's the discussion, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, the, the Pistons' Isaiah Thomas maybe gets a, a peek in the door there. <laughs> but nobody else. Um. As far as la- last 20 years, like since I've, since I've been around, right, 
and and able to form coherent thoughts. Did you uh, say? Yeah. Wait, did you say Steve Nash? No, I think Curry's better than Steve Nash, dude. I still I think, think Steve Nash is is in the conversation. Yeah, I I just think for me like because he's so he's just so efficient, right? It's just he's so efficient on such a high volume, and he still gets assists. It's just to me, it's just mind bending to watch Steph Curry play. He just does things that just. What about Magic Johnson? Basketball court. Yeah, I said it. it's it's okay. Magic. I said Magic is kind of your like more you know big point guard point forward kind. You got Stockton if you just want steals and assists. You're like pure point guard. You got Curry for the shot making, mm-hmm. and then Oscar Robertson because okay yeah that dude did average like a triple double for multiple consecutive seasons on pretty efficient shooting. I discount all the older guys a little bit just because like who the hell were they playing against right? But like what? No Jerry West. Again, it's just so difficult because <laughs> half the league wasn't even professional players back then, man. Um, the dudes who they were like working at like the plant and they'd come and play in the NBA on, on the weekends, right? Let's um let's switch gears. Next thing on my list, D Rose to the Knicks. Oh, so we got what we say, wanted. We got what we wanted with freeing Derrick Rose from the Pistons, but in the wrong way. I just don't understand. I, I just didn't think this was worth it, right? I mean, it's an upgrade over Dennis Smith, right? Yeah, I but, say it's not, but, but you're taking away minutes. So the Knicks, let me just lay it out. The Knicks traded Dennis Smith Jr. and a 2021 second round pick to Detroit for Derrick Rose. Which, which I mean, it's good for Detroit. Yeah, <laughs> let's not act like that's really giving up that much, right? Because Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't playing for the Knicks anyway. And a 2021 second round pick is, I mean... Second round picks in general are kind of like whatever. It's just it more often than not, it's not going to be anything. So I'm not really too bummed about that. But I, this is the part that I don't understand. Obviously, we know Derrick Rose already played for the Knicks at one point. And he's good. I mean, he he's he's good, right? But he's good if you're a team that's contending because he's you know can be a spark plug he's off the bench. kind of become that Lou Williams role, right? Fifteen to twenty points off the bench, pretty much guaranteed every night, right? He's not really a starter anymore. He can't play defense. And we've seen how good Emmanuel Quickly's been, right, for the Knicks, the the, the rookie. Loader game, dude. And I just, I'm like, why not just let that play out, right? Like, give him playing time. And if you add D. Rose, that's another guard that the Knicks, now you're obligated to play him because you traded for him, right? You gave up assets for him. And you're paying him. And now you're paying him a lot of money. And now you have to play him. And I just like the Knicks, again, they're not in a position where they're going to win it all. So I don't really understand why they're making trades for a player that is... Not on their timeline. Yeah, it just it didn't seem like a necessary trade. I don't hate the trade because it's like, okay, well, we didn't really give up that much. And D-Rose is still a solid player, but I just, I just didn't... I just don't understand the point. Right. It's kind of the like we want to sneak into the playoffs kind of thing. Well, yeah, but who cares if you but sneak it's into like, the playoffs, right? You've shown that you are capable of playing decent and enough decent enough without him, right? They're thirteen and five. Right? They're still competitive without him. And if you let your young players play, they're gonna get better. Chances are you're yeah. probably gonna win some more games and, and who knows, maybe you make the playoffs. If you don't, whatever, it's not the end of the world because the expectations were not for you to make the playoffs this season anyway. It's just yeah. The trade just seemed pointless, and I just thought, why? Why make that trade? I also think it's like, as much as Dennis Smith Jr. wasn't playing for the Knicks, and you can say, okay, well, he just wasn't a part of their long-term plans, which, okay, it's fine. I mean, he wasn't, like, awful. I mean, he, he's not awful, right? He's, he's decent, and he kind of plays in a similar way to Derrick Rose. Obviously, he's not as good as Derrick Rose is right now, and, like, Derrick Rose obviously has a much different pedigree. 
But if you're the Pistons, I mean, you're getting a guy who does similar kind of stuff, who's way younger. And you know what? If Dennis Smith works out, it's a great trade for them. If Dennis Smith doesn't work out, eh, whatever. You gave up an old. Yeah, you're not really that much tied anyways, right? like, too hard to him. Yeah. I just think it's it's a, one of those like trades to make a trade kind of a thing. And it's not. I mean, for the yeah, Pistons, and then, it's great. But and for the Knicks, Knicks, it was just kind of like. And eh. the Knicks always seem to do that. They're, it's just, I don't know, just didn't seem necessary. Really did. All right. We got to talk about probably the second biggest asset on the trading block now besides Bradley Beal if he decides to get if mm-hmm. that actually ends up which is looking less and less likely by the day yeah sadly for everybody um <laughs> that's just whatever my feelings on the Bradley Beal situation aside the next biggest asset is obviously Andre Drummond right especially now that the Cavs yes. have um returned to reality and are not the fifth best team in the east as we all said <laughs> for the last month um they are returning back to reality, right? Andre Drummond is obviously on a different timeline than the rest of that Cavaliers. Well, Andre, yeah, Andre Drummond is a is a great player, right? He's great at what he does, which is rebound, block shots. And he doesn't demand a lot of shots. So. No. Uh, obviously, there are some questions, like free throw shooting is kind of eh. He has he no offensive really game outside the paint. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? If you're you're if you're putting him on a team like Celtics, like the Warriors, like the Mavs, which is all built around shooters, and you just need a guy to collect rebounds and play defense. There's not very many guys in the no, NBA better than Andre Drummond. Yeah, exactly. Like, like we were talking about, he fits that mold of like he does not require a, a big appetite of shots, right? And he will, you know, he gets pretty regularly put up huge stats defensively and and on the glass. And and so if if you're like for me as a as a Celtics fan, I would love if we traded because we have so many young guys that other teams would want, especially teams like the Cavs. Which, See, but here's the know, thing: you run into that good. issue with the Cavs, right? All the young players you're talking about on the Celtics that Play you would the same position as the guys on the Cavs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like that wouldn't work out, yeah. right? The Cavs aren't going to be like, yeah, we'll take Romeo Langford and like Tremont Waters and you know a pick Carson because it's like all they all because we already have there. 18 guards. <laughs> yeah. We don't need another set of hey, three. Man, trade Grant Williams, dude, or Robert Williams, but it's not even going to work there because they have Jared Allen, who's now their center. So. I mean, yeah, but they let's not act like they don't they would need take more no. depth. At that if it position. was if it was up to me, if I'm if I'm the Celtics now that the Tristan Thompson experiment has kind of been proven to not trade work him back. Some, and I don't even know, dude. And trade him back reason, to Cleveland. We didn't go for Miles Turner, which is one of the biggest head scratchers for me of the off season. Um, we have to do that because I think that as good as Daniel Tice is with his floor stretching ability and like he's actually a pretty good defender for his size. Is he the starting center on a championship no, team? No, I can tell no. you right now. No, he is not. <laughs> no, right? No, he I is mean, not. If he's, your, if he's your second big man, you're very happy. If he's your first big man, you're like, mm, <laughs> uh, we're going to lose. <laughs> maybe maybe we need a better big man, right? Like, <laughs> It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, and I get it like the Warriors won with like a bunch of nobodies at center. Right, but those guys, they were a bunch of nobodies because they had done, like, stupid stuff in their career, not because they couldn't play, right? I mean, like, JaVale McGee, as much of a meme as he is, there was a period of time where JaVale McGee was a freak of nature. Daniel Tice has never been accused by anybody of being a freak of nature, <laughs> No, right? and, and so, I think we can be quite confident of that. <laughs> I mean, again, he does different things, right? He shoots, he stretches the floor, he's very cerebral on defense, but in terms of just getting a bunch of rebounds, getting a bunch of blocks, just being a machine down in the paint you know right just no and and i think that that's kind of what's been holding the celtics back especially in the east where there are like a lot of those kind of just kind of big ugly types at, at center right that just kind of hold down the paint like like vukovic like Embiid, mm-hmm. you know guys like that 
I mean, hey, if we could trade for Vukovic, I wouldn't mind that. But I think that's a, a might be a little bit too much. Yeah, in again. terms of price tag, just because he's offensively so much more skilled. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, another thing I really want to talk about is that god awful uh, shot attempt by Draymond Green at the end of the game. Oh yeah, what <laughs> eight seconds on the clock. Inbound to Draymond Green at half court, heaves up a shot, and then it just just goes out of bounds with three seconds left, and the game ends. Like, what? I think I know what he was thinking. Like, oh, they're not going to expect me to shoot, so they'll foul me right at half court, and and, and like, then they no, just they just didn't. Nobody is scared of you at half court. <laughs> but oh my gosh, yeah, we knew that he was going to outsmarted gonna... himself at that point. I don't know if outsmarting is the word I'd use. <laughs> Dude, he galaxy-brained himself so hard that it ended up being smooth-brained. Um, one thing I want to talk about is I have a new submission for most confusing franchise in the NBA. Okay, shoot. Uh, new Orleans. Mm. I know, yes, Zion went 10 for 10. Cool. Did you see his shot chart? Yeah, because every shot was <laughs> under the basket. <laughs> the dots were all overlapping each other. There was, It was like two dots on the floor. And I, they was were like, all... I was like half watching the game while I was doing other stuff, so I wasn't really paying like too close attention. And then Lee sent it to me on Twitter. I was like, that's got to be Photoshop. Like, that's not it... real. And then I looked it up, and it was real. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's... come on. Hey, dude, 10 of 10, 23 points in the first half, 36 uh in the final, yeah, but, that's not but the they game, lost, dude. so hey, guess what, it doesn't... Also, what I don't understand is, so, they have Zion, who's kind of like a, kind of a power forward, I guess, he, he's, right, but he yeah. can't really defend power forwards, and then, center, they haven't really figured it out either, which, you'd think they'd want to put a lot of shooters around him. It's like they got Brandon Ingram, but it's like, okay, who's the face of franchise? Is it Zion or is it Brandon Ingram? And then at point guard, it's like, okay, you brought in Lonzo because you wanted him to be the facilitator because you have all these guys that are kind of ball dominant. So you well, and also these guys and that then are... you bring in Eric Bledsoe, and it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're just taking away minutes and you're taking away the ball from Lonzo. Well, and now Eric they... Bledsoe is not a distributor. So. Their one quote-unquote shooter is trying to get traded, J.J. Redick. <laughs> so... Yeah, the so team. Like JJ Redick is not at the stage of his career that you can rely on. Yeah, and and the thing is, everyone was talking about the Pelicans. How after that, after the draft with Lot, uh, with Zion, they're oh my gosh, they're they're roadmap to the future so easy. It's like, it's like is no. it though? Because it really doesn't no. seem like it. Because now you're in a complicated position where you need you need Zion to to add something to his game, basically shooting. Right, that's what you need him to add. Or defensively, he has to get better. So yeah, but I think defense, small you, forwards, but that's not I think you'd want him to be a shooter more more yeah, exactly. than you want him to be a defender, right? Because naturally he can defend a little bit because of his athleticism. He can't shoot at all um, from anywhere, really. You Which need him to add any? shooting, and then once that happens, you also need to do a whole bunch. You need to get a center. You need to get a shooter. You need to get maybe a better point guard than Lonzo. Yeah, I just think they are a lot farther away from being any type of good than people think. I think people thought Zion immediately plugs in their playoff team. Mm -mm. I, I, I just yeah. they're they're like four minimum four years away. Like well, it's, it's also it's gonna take some time. It's also I just don't think that this Ross. I mean, you have Zion right again, who's a paint presence, but then you bring in Stephen Adams, who is also a paint presence. I mean, he's not a stretch five, right? Mm -hmm. And then again, at point guard, you're trying to play Lonzo Ball and Eric Bledsoe together, but it's like okay, Lonzo's good defensively, so he can defend shooting guards. But then it's like, okay, you want Lonzo to be the primary ball handler and Eric Bledsoe to be off guard. It's like, but 
And Eric Bledsoe's Eric not like Bledsoe's the not best the shooter, shoot. but exactly, it's like it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's and the thing Eric is, the Bledsoe's thing not at the stage of his career that he's scoring twenty five points a game like he was in the Suns, right? And so the, the funny thing thing about this game, right? I just mentioned Zion's final stats. He's you know, thirty six points in that game. Doncic had his career high with forty six, and they won. And everybody talked about Zion, and that's just, that that sums it up to me. We are so care quick. About flash over substance. But the thing is, like, were Zion's buckets in that game even flashy? No, it's just. People, he's a big athletic. Dude. People recognize the wrong things about the, about like you know that that game in particular, right? Because in that game, Doncic put up points and they won, right? But because he's not Zion Williamson, you know, it, it didn't get talked about as much. It's just it's just it's ridiculous, and that people, is honestly it's, it's going to be one of the biggest issues throughout his yeah throughout his career is that he's people. just going to get all the attention on him regardless of of the situation. Right, people are gonna sing his praises regardless if they lose, if if not, because yeah. you know he had a couple cool dunks. People people care way too much about how athletic someone is. It's like at the end of the day, this isn't track and field, right? I mean, this is a ball sport. Yeah, athleticism helps, but at the end of the day, it's not. It's a ball it's sport. Like you look at you look at you know if you take let's say like LeBron, you say that's the prototypical NBA player, right? He's the best player in the league. Okay, or even Durant, if you're more into that. You, you, you look at somebody like LeBron and you say, okay, let's leave all his skill intact or maybe even increase it and let's tune his athleticism down by 10%. Well, that's Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. If you take LeBron and you say, okay, let's leave all his athleticism intact, maybe even tune it up a little bit and take down his skill by 20%. Well, that's Zion. And which one would you rather have? Mm-hmm. Right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's so, it's the same thing with Durant, right? If you, if you, if you look at Durant and you say, okay, I'm going to take away a little bit of his skill. Well, that's Giannis, which is great, but has Giannis really proven that he's a winner? And then if you take look at Durant and you say, okay, well, I'm going to take away his athleticism a little bit, you get Dirk Nowitzki, which won a title, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. again, which one would you rather have? Exactly. Right? It's, it's just people, people try to think of – and I get it in the NFL, it's a little bit different because it is so much more about athleticism because there's not a, a – except for, like, the skill positions, quote-unquote, it's, it's a lot about just, you know, speed and strength. But people try to make the NBA all about like vertical and speed. And it's like, yeah, but would you rather have Curry or John Wall? Right? I mean, like, <laughs> it's just people don't realize like there's it's a ball sport, right? There's, well, there's a ball nuances. There's it. nuances, yeah. right? Athleticism is not the end all be all. DJ Steffens, bro, highest, highest vertical ever in the NBA combine. Where does he play? In like <laughs> Lithuania somewhere, dude. Uh speaking of let, speaking of athleticism, Zach Levine and Kobe White. The other night, each had eight three-pointers in a game. That's the first time in NBA history two teammates have had eight, eight threes. Man, I love this Bulls team. They, they have such a good vision for the future. Well, their this offense is, is insane. insane. In their offense is insane. If they can get, if they can get you know, a couple defenders, we're talking about a very different team. Well, because, Wendell Carter, I mean, he's a good defender. Right? Because, I mean, he was in college. We have yet to see like it yeah. consistently in the NBA, but... I mean, Levine put up 46 in that game. First, first bowl since Michael Jordan to have 120 points in a three-game span, <laughs> and now Levine has the second most 30, 45-point games in Bulls history with four. Take yeah, a guess if you're a Wolves fan, you are t- punching the t- air right now. T- take a guess at who has the most in Bulls history. The most what? 45-point games. Was MJ? Obviously. Yes, yeah, he has 73, yeah. and Levine yeah. is in second with four. So. He's got a he's got a bit of bit, wow, I'm surprised bit of distant. Ben Gordon. I'm surprised Ben Gordon isn't on that list. Or like I, mean, I don't know, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be that fair. guy. But I mean, maybe Scotty Pippen might have yeah. might have more than four. Um, 
Guess not, though. But Man, if you're a T-Wolves fan, you are so angry right now, dude. You're I mean, you're angry for a number of reasons. First of all, you're a T-Wolves yeah. fan. Second of all, your team makes bad decisions. And one of Man. the, you know, Zach Levine is one of the latest ones. I, I know we hammer on this, but, like, can we, can we without jokes have a serious discussion about this? Because it's, it really, it just confounds me. <laughs> the, the, it just, and I've, I've, I've really spent time, like, thinking about this, right? And I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Right? You, they don't have bad players. They really don't. Like, they don't have bad players. Like, no. Anthony Edwards is not, I mean, he's not great, but he's not bad. Carl Anthony Towns, Towns, Towns not bad. We, we get he's on Carl Anthony Towns for having, empty you know, stats, empty but stats, I mean, but he's still putting up stats, right? It's yeah. hard to be as I bad mean, as you are. Russell isn't bad. No. He's a clown sometimes, but he's not bad. Right? Even even Beasley, he's not terrible. It's no. Like, what is, I just don't understand. I don't, and the thing is, I don't understand, not that I don't understand that they're not good, okay? Because they're, like, the Bulls aren't good either, but at least you look at the Bulls and you're like, okay, there's something there. Right, I would expect the T Wolves to be doing what the Bulls are doing right now, where it's like, okay, we're in the mix. They have won six games. <laughs> okay, next now team I will say, 10. I will say, well, Carl, Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns did just come back like a couple days ago from missing two weeks with COVID. So, I well, look at the T Wolves roster think... and tell me that that's worse than the Bulls. No, I, I know. I'm just saying. I do think that contributes to them not winning more than six games is missing, you know, one of their best players. Yeah. I do think they will will get a little bit better but they are still just kind of across the board just a disappointment i mean it's also it's like i mean look at look at this look at the stat line okay nas reed played center so i don't hmm. care but anthony <laughs> edwards in 31 minutes had 22 points right malik beasley in 34 minutes had 30 points nine rebounds and six assists right and then noel off the bench in 21 minutes had 18 points hmm it's like these aren't bad players. Like you have decent players. I don't just I just don't know what's what's happening. And yeah. it's been consistent. It's been year after year after year. <laughs> they had that one year that they made the playoffs. I think they were an eight seed and they got smoked by the Warriors in the first round. Well, and that was that the was team exactly that they had, there. Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns and all those players. Exactly. And you thought, Oh my gosh, this is a new super team. And I thought that year, I was like, Wow, there's no way this team isn't making like making it to the finals. But but they were just so bad. And now just we realize that, that Jimmy they Butler really was not the anything. issue on that team. No, they can't defend. They just can't defend anything. I, I, I just don't get it. I really don't. And I, as much as I like to make jokes, I always I also like to search for reasons so I don't just sound like, you know, an idiot on the <laughs> A internet. hater. I, I just I, – I can't find the reason. Their <laughs> roster, personnel-wise, should be better than so Yeah, they should be at least like, 500. That's like, how many number one picks do you have? Like <laughs> – don't get it. Uh, another they th- change coaches every six months. The last thing I I wanted to point out, just from a stat standpoint, this past week, Steph had another double-digit three-point game uh, against the Magic, forty-eight and five. Again, I just want to hammer wild. home. He's on pace to have like a top five three-point shooting season in a seventy-two game and, season, and and no one's really even absurd. surprised a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no one's batting an eye. You want to do our, our moving up, moving down now? As- yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk. Let's talk about some of the standings. Uh, you mentioned the Cavaliers have kind of fallen. Reality. Yeah, they've Two they've and eight in they, their last ten. Well, they've lost six in a row. Yeah. They're kind of falling back down to earth where keep, we saw them moving slowly, slowly back up. They're in ninth now, five and five in their last ten, which is a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raptors moved up finally. Hey, look at this. I don't look like such a moron after all. Look at that. <laughs> The Raptors moving back up the standings. I am a happy camper. 
I still don't think that stays. The Hornets stay at six seed. They're still they're still going fairly strong, as as I mentioned. Man, earlier. there's such a divide between the top five teams in the East and everybody else. It's like well, it's the difference between yeah yeah teams with winner, winning records and then teams without winning without. records. <laughs> it's a pretty pretty, uh, pretty stark divide. Yeah, a pretty distinct line dividing the two. Also, a lot of teams have played different amount of games. You look at there are some teams that yeah. have played only 25 games, some teams that have played 28 games. So, mm-hmm. and then you look at the West, know. and the top four teams all still have single digit losses. So, yeah, the West at the top, I'd say the East is a lot more balanced uh, than, than the West at, yeah. at this current. I mean, the bottom of the West is worse than the bottom. Of the, I mean, the bottom of the West is just tragic, right? It's just really bad. But the top of the West is very, very, very strong. Yeah, we already talked about the Jazz. The Lakers are also on a seven-game winning streak. They're eight and two in the last ten. Yeah, we know that LeBron is playing angry now, so he's they're gonna they're gonna win like fifteen games in a row. Um, Suns are on a five-game win streak. Blazers on a three-game win streak. Let's talk about Carmelo Anthony because I actually really want to talk about this. I yeah, I'm it. actually very very happy to see Carmelo Anthony playing well, like right? This? Yeah. And the thing is, it's so frustrating because had he just accepted the six-man role like two or three years earlier, not maybe not two or three, have, he would have a chance. He would. He. I just. I. I think his legacy took a hit because of those like three years where he just really was Towards a the end of his Knicks career. Yeah. Knicks Thunder, right? That span. Yeah. Where it was just like, uh, he, he, man, because there was a talk like maybe you should just retire, right? But clearly, like he can still no, play, he can, he can and move. and on the Blazers, honestly, is a perfect fit for him because he he is like the score off the bench, right? You don't need him in the starting lineup because you have CJ, you have Dame, but then off the bench, he's electric. And the other night, he he went off in the fourth quarter. He had like seventeen points in the fourth quarter, or whatever, and they won the game. And he, I mean, it looks like he's actually enjoying playing in that role and i know he was very averse to playing that when they first when it was first discussed when he was leaving the knicks but i mean he clearly is 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 the right type of player for it right not a lot of defense great offensive skill you're happy yeah at this point and 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 mellows definitely still has offensive game like Oh yeah, that, I mean, mid that, post, the dude's mid post. Yeah, I was gonna say level. <laughs> it's it's just silly, but uh, yeah, Blazers Blazers are still going strong. CJ McCollum's gonna come back from injury in a few weeks, I think. I still think they're they're the they're West not there yet. I still think they're not there yet. I mean, the they'll make the playoffs. I don't know. I don't see them they're winning get it. Bounce in the first round. It's just tough because they're gonna play the Phoenix and get bounce in the first round. I think Phoenix is so much better than them, dude. Yeah, I think Phoenix is so. Devin well Booker out. had a big game last night to get thirty six. I love Devin Booker, man. He's he's so just effortlessly disgusting. He's, lethal, dude. he's, he's so <laughs> effortlessly disgusting on offense. Uh, the West, the West, I'd say the top nine teams right now is that's that's who it's between, right? Those yeah. those are going to be the nine teams, in the, right? Any of those teams will, will fill out the playoffs. It's just a matter of the order of them. But I'd say it's pl- pretty clear, right, who's making the playoffs in the West and who's not. Whereas the East, I still think there are some teams that have some catch-up to do, like the Heat. Um, yeah. I, I still think the Hawks will will make a run at some point to try and make the playoffs. Chris Paul has been fixing his stats a little bit in the last few games. <laughs> he had 28 against the Bucks with 7 assists in only 32 minutes. Yeah, Chris Paul's a stud. People don't talk. People don't talk about the Suns in general because they're in Phoenix, but that team is actually very well balanced. They play good defense. That, they're that, good down low. The addition, the addition of Chris Paul completely changes that team. 
But yeah, because it's also he's a guy who for him scoring is a secondary task, right? Whereas his job is to get Devin Booker, the Kaminsky, ball. Booker, all those guys, the ball. I wouldn't really include Kaminsky in that, but I see where you're coming from. Well, it's just like to distribute to the bigs, to distribute to the wing. Right? Uh, yeah, that's kind of his job. Yeah, I mean Kaminsky, definitely the the third option. Uh, he is farther down the list than third. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and say that right now. But let's I mean, look he's at, having look, a little bit look, of a resurgence on the Suns. I have to say, I have to say, you know, resurgence from what? Where is he surging back to? <laughs> From not playing? He's ha- he's averaging seven points a game. Yeah, okay, but look at his shooting numbers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. Frank Kaminsky is really doing much of anything. I, I disagree with that. Any any big who shoots 46% from the field and 42% from three is valuable in the modern He's a, He's actually having a down year from last year, to be quite honest. I, I just I don't know. In I terms like of like in terms this. of averages, I'm just I'm just I'm just hitting you with some facts. I'm just hitting you with some Dude. statistics. Listen, hey, you know I'm what? not speaking 30, from opinion. If he's I'm just 35 minutes in important games. I mean him him and Jay Crowder kind of alternate that last fifth starting spot, right? But hey, it is what it is. We know DeAndre Ayton's good. I mean Mikal Bridges. Yeah, he's doing he's doing some stuff now too. Shooting almost 50 40. Um. We're almost to, uh, I mean, I think the All-Star Games, the All-Star Game is coming up soon. Uh, they just had the second round of voting. But we're almost to the halfway point in the season, which is crazy yeah. how fast it's gone by. But, no, th- I, I, th- this playoff, unlike, obviously, the bubble one was, was surprising weird. because it was the bubble, right? Like, d- teams made it that we didn't think. But I think this playoff, be- I, I, I don't, I doubt they're doing a bubble again. I'm almost positive they're not, but this playoff will be so much more well balanced than the past years because there's there's so many teams that you're like okay I could I could see a scenario where they make it to you know make it to the finals on both both conferences right. Mm-hmm. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped. We'll uh we'll be back next week to talk some more NBA, more drama unfold. Hopefully some things change. Some people go on go on runs. People put up monster stat lines, give us stuff to talk about. Um, tomorrow we'll talk about some college basketball rankings. Oh, my which favorite! I know, I'm so excited. Which I know for Nick this. is very excited. I love for. trashing rankers. Yeah, especially college rankers, because frankly, they just don't know what they're, they're doing awful. sometimes. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. We got Purdue on Tuesday. Uh, we'll have more NBA next week, and. We might start talking about some NFL offseason stuff soon. Uh, now that that's getting in the way, and some, some juicy there's some stuff. there's some juicy stuff to talk about. So, um, until next time, we'll see. You.